Hi, everybody. This is um, Hoarding Stuff, podcast number 13, or for the yeah. suspicious amongst us, 12A. 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 And that uh, um, Hoarding Stuff is a, is a podcast about exactly what it says on the tin, Hoarding Stuff or Hoarding Stuff, depending on which way you look at it. And um, tonight it's just Dave and I. Mm. And what Sorry we're looking that. at... Well, yeah, we haven't got an exciting guest, just us. And what we're looking at is floundering. Yeah. Floundering, because Dave's had, he's had a bit of a time, so, um, which we're going to uh, unpick. So you were telling me that things are not going well, Dave. They're not, they're not going brilliantly, no. Um, I'm just curious, where did that American woman come from that was just telling us that, that at a Zoom centre. recording. That's never happened before. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's a new thing. What's that I, all about? Must, I must have had an upgrade. <laughs> it's being recorded. It will start, start joining in our podcast soon. You, you can leave if you want, it said. You can leave if you want. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the option. Thank you. That's very kind of you, American lady. Yeah, no, it's, it's just been a bit, bit, bit odd with... Um, um, well, there's a number of things, isn't there, really? There's the lockdown, there's the lack of purpose because the lockdown has caused there to be no work as such. So that takes knocks out your meaning, your purpose. And then um, that other thing that happened, my mum dying, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of gets to the stage where this doesn't feel as if there's much energy or motivation to, to do so. And one of the things is, is definitely motivation to thing if you, you haven't got that then um you haven't got a great deal of anything really to... well there's a there's a debate around motivation because exactly. some people um swear by it and mm-hmm. so they spend a lot of time waiting for it or looking for it mm. but there is another school of thought around motivation that says action creates motivation Mm, but I think so, you have to. I think you have to perhaps take a combination of the two and work out that you can create motivation, right? But um, you could you the the, the, the argument is you create it by doing an action. So one thing, yeah. you know, what yeah. one thing can I do today? I could move a box and. Uh, and it's an empty box, and so I can fold it up and I can put it in the recycle bin, and that's my one action. It's going to take um, a long time. That I can do. Well, well, I only said one box, not all of the boxes. No, I mean, it's going to take a long time if you just do one box at a time. It's going to, it's a lot of boxes. Well, the idea is that you do one box one day and then you go, that wasn't too bad. And well, I don't mind. Do. I didn't mind doing that so much. So today I'll do two and then the next day yeah. you do four and then, yeah. um, and then you get the uh, grains of rice on a chessboard. Yes. Just thinking, job is not exponential because I'd just run out of boxes to throw out. I'd be that's it. Out. Yeah, you'd only get to about square sixteen and um, just run other and, people's boxes out. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have any furniture or anything left. Be nothing. But that's that's an interesting thing that saying there'd be nothing because um, a lot of people um, base their existence on on um, curating their stuff. And um, so if you, 
get rid of the stuff, which is, has been seen when people have done those. I don't know if they still do. They still do. I've asked this before, haven't I? I ask this every single time. So they still do the clearances where they clear everything out or have they got more wised up? No, they and the people will still do it. And th- I mean, this in itself is an interesting phenomenon. It's not a pleasant phenomenon, but it's interesting no. because it's much more well known now that mm. forced clearances don't work. No. Um, because all you do is create a larger version of the of the loss former that has caused the the, the yeah. that has yeah. caused the stuff to be there in the first place. So yeah. if you're removing somebody's safety blanket, they're just going to rush to try and make a bigger safety blanket and faster. Yeah, and so it's that's not doubling that, down. It's crazy. It's crazy. Not However, really. because I, I, and I just think it, it depends on attitude and angle from which people mm. are coming at it. So sometimes people subconscious and I don't think they're conscious of this but they want to do something punitive because hoarded homes make people feel uncomfortable Mm. but they don't realize it makes them feel uncomfortable and so they will then gut react to that discomfort that they haven't understood what it is Mm -hmm. and they'll go this has all got to go you're in breach of your tenancy so they draw down an excuse to do it and then legally They've allowed themselves to do it. And it's true because it's not in breach of tenancy as such, but if your home is so full that you cannot have, you don't have escape routes, um, mm. that, or, you know, the, ele- the electrics can't be checked, the boiler can't be... Well, that's, um, that's an done. interesting one because we just had the boiler checked. Oh, well, good. And, and uh, <laughs> oh, what fun. It's great use of the bathtub there. Uh, for a little while to take this stuff away from the boiler door. <laughs> um, but, but so, yeah, the, yeah. funnily enough, the next one is, is the checker with the electricity. So then it's like, oh, where are the, where are the points, the electric points? And mm. some of them are actually, yeah, some of them are accessible, you know, and there's a couple of others that will, it will take a bit of time to, to get to. But, um, but then the next thing happens, and this is what is happening with one of the girls that's on the, well, ladies, women, that's on the project and also has been part of my, one of my support groups for a long time. And she has complied with all these things. So she, right. she did have a very full house. She got mm-hmm. rid of a lot of stuff to the woman over the road who said, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll look after this for you till till they've gone sort of thing mm. and they wanted to do that you know the they wanted to, to do the boiler and they wanted mm. to change some of the electrics right. um and right. you know they put trunking in and but it's their house so they're allowed to yeah of course anyway yeah. they did all this and she complied with all that but right. her house is still very full and but safe and yeah. then then the firemen came and they mm. said this is fine we're quite happy with this house. There's a lot of stuff in it, but we could get in. We could save you. We could come in the back door. We can come in the front door. We could get through that window. They just mm. told her to take something down that was in front of the window, which she did. But her housing officer is still saying, "I don't." she said, I don't care what the fire service said, which is like, ooh, now this is not right. That, that, so that's that's not so about this, be, this is, this safety is, then. 
punitive standoff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We, we as your landlord, say that you can't have this. And I've sort of gently hinted that should she now take this lady to court, yeah. that in the tenancy agreement, it does not say the word hoarding, and it does not say the word hoarding because you would have to define hoarding. hoarding. And uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's why it's under the, uh, under the uh, on the grounds rather of safety, then you can, you can get away with it. But then but the safety experts have said they're okay with it. Exactly. And all the things that they need to do as a statutory duty, mm -hmm. they've done. Mm -hmm. So how do we, you know, how do we deal with it? So I've just said, listen, this lady is, she's already done amazing things. Every, mm. All the boxes are ticked so you can chill. And this is going to take about a year. Mm. And um, she's not having it. So I'm going to do a visit with her. But before I do that, have you met Sharon, who works with me? I don't you met, know. Actually, you did meet Sharon in um, Edinburgh. Maybe. Um, I think she's sat next ago. to you. She's sat next to you. She's got long, dark hair. Right. Comes from right. Wigan. Anyway, Sharon used to work in housing, and mm. now she works with me and does lots of training. But she is brilliant to mm. ask all these, because she knows all the legal stuff. So I'm talking to her on Monday before I go, because I just, I don't like this spiteful way of dealing with people. You know, this, this lady's done everything. And, um, and she, basically she's just, I feel oh. that she's bullying her and she's not yeah, being Yeah, fair. it's coming down to interpretation, isn't it, really, of, of uh, legal matters. And, and then- it's, it's coming down to things like, you can't keep the key to the back door in that cupboard. You've got to keep it in your back door. What's that got to do with anything? She hasn't got to keep it in the back door at all. Right. The cupboard it was in was opposite the back door. Okay. You know what? So it's things like that. that well, that's, that's getting to an incredibly granular level, isn't it? That, but also that is not under the remit of right. a housing officer. As far I, as I'm I mean, concerned. it would be fascinating to know if there is a bit of law where they go, yeah, you've got to. I don't think so. You've got to leave your key in the hat in the door. You must have your kettle on the left-hand side of the kitchen. And it's got to be shiny. So you can see it is a kettle. I mean, I, I get that, that they, want, they want you to be able to get out of your house if there's an emergency. Yeah, but I, I, I understand. I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think they can impose that at all. But um, it does seem a very kind of like specific thing. Yeah, no, there, were, there um, was some. There was just some stuff that I just, you know, uh, just feel that it becomes personal and quite vindictive and really not not supportive at all. You know, where where, where do I get a job like that? Uh, well, I can't I say the name of the housing agency. No, 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 but, well, but it's, a, it's a general way that I can get this vindictive job so I can be nasty to people. Yeah, yeah, just go and work for this housing association. They really like it. Yeah, yeah. They, and I've done training for this, this group a couple wow. of years ago, and it was honestly, it was the hardest training I did because I'm not preaching to any converted people. I, mm. It was uphill all the way, and everybody was like, well, we can't do that. We're, you know, and the, the, so the first day of training was the managers that I trained. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely, really, really, very, very. Um, they just, they just didn't want to listen. You know, they didn't. Well, they were annoyed 
that I'd been brought in. They would have wanted somebody that had come in from a legal firm and went, Mm. this is how you get them. That's how you stuff them up. This is what you write in your tenancy agreement. You know, it was... Okay. Yeah, it's hard. it was hard work. Whereas sometimes, like, we did some training for a local authority just outside London. Mm-hmm. And uh, we expect, because it was all housing, Sharon and I were expecting a, a hard time. Exact opposite. They were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Really wonderful. And and then we had a second session with them. And they the ones that we trained on the Friday, then that we had some others on the Monday, and they said, oh, our, our colleagues said how much they enjoyed your training. So you can never tell, you know, and we've got more from that then. The person that has the issue of hoarding in in the first place, only now has to to deal with the psychological aspects of (coughs) that and the stuff, but also the perceptions of people outside that about Mm -hmm. hoarding who can make decisions about their, their lives and their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and it's so disconcerting. I mean, this poor lady, she's also poorly, but she won't tell her housing officer that because she doesn't, you know, she feels that she would just, it would be another negative card that she would use against her. But mm. she lost her mum. She, Her and her mum lived on their own together since I think they moved into the house. It's a house, not a flat. Right. They moved into the house when she was two months old. Wow, okay. She's in her 40s now. And her mum died about 10 years ago and, and she's just never quite got over it. And so she has all her mum's stuff as well as hers, but it's immaculately clean, mm. you know, so, but there is a lot of stuff in there. And she said, I like all this stuff like round the bed. It makes me feel cozy and safe. safe and, yeah. 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 You know, so, and I, yeah, just, and if the fire service are happy, you know, mm. really so the housing to, officer we, could just sign off. We need a you know, machine and we need to take them back to yeah. Victorian house. <laughs> well, a rich person's Victorian house, not like a poor person's Victorian house. Yes, yes. But yeah, go on then, deal with that. Yes, How's that yes. I know, but also I feel, you know, if you went inside most people's homes, if you just dropped in unannounced, there'd be loads of things that you could criticise and, you know, wag your finger at and say, well, that's not clean, is it? Or that's not maintained, or that's yeah. not organised. Yeah. So I if you've got kids. If you've yeah, got kids. but if, if you come at it from a different perspective, not only do you, housing officer, feel a lot better about your job and about you, you make other people feel good, not scared. Why do you want, why would you want a job where you can make people feel scared of uh, you. Yeah, uh, there might actually be people, I hate to say this, that- No, that, I think there are, I think that, you're that right. I in, might enjoy doing that and and uh, throwing mm, their, their, their sense of power around. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm joking when I say I'd like the job because I don't think I'd, it'd give me ulcers to be that nasty to people. Well, one of the girls that was on the training course, mm-hmm. she said, oh, can I speak to you at lunchtime? And I said, yes, yes, of course. This was when, you know, we did human face-to-face training. And um, so she said, oh, uh, I understand you know Mr. So-and-so. And I said, oh, yes, he comes to our support group. I said, he's been doing quite well recently. Mm. And she said, yes, I know, because she'd been working with him as his housing officer, but in a sympathetic and supportive way. Mm-hmm. And he'd also funded a, 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 himself a clear of his hall and his kitchen. Okay. Because that was what the previous um, 
housing officer had said he'd got to do. So he'd done that, but he still mm. wasn't quite ready. Um, but he was on the, you know, he'd come to the group voluntarily, he was talking openly. And she said, I know that this case has been open for two years. Mm-hmm. She said, I've been working with him for the last year. And she said, we've had some good results, hence the reason why he's come to the group. But she said, I know that my manager is going to close it down because it's been two years. Mm. And she said, I'm just telling you this, but I don't think I can work here anymore. And it's like, God, you know, what a statement that this young girl who'd done great, you know, really good work with this gentleman and got, you know, got his trust and... Made in the Yeah. But, but her boss wasn't interested in what she was doing and she was just biding her time until she could just bring in legal and... Close it, close it all down. Right. And it, and it, that you get sort of, I don't know, like institutional rot, if you like, within one organization, whereas another organization, their ethos is the opposite, you know, and it goes all the way through the people that work there. It's, no, it's very sad, mm. but all the people in this place is are. There, there are going to be people who struggle with the thing for, for many, many years. Absolutely, absolutely. There's not a magic bullet that you, you come around and go, hey, no, laying out of hands, you know, you are healed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish. I mean, I'd... Be great, I'd, wouldn't it? I, um, I remember years ago seeing Louis Theroux had gone to visit the hugging guru in India. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen her? She's brilliant. All she uh-huh. does, there's like this massive... Well, she must have been completely unemployed last year. Yeah, and she's probably back in back in being unemployed now, but she just hugged people and made them feel better. Right. So people would queue in the, like in the sun in India for hours mm. and she would just stand there and hug And I thought, I'd love to do that. That'd be such a great job. Mm. Wow, hey. I'm not sure. The hugging hoarder, like the hoarder hugger, that would, that's what I could do, couldn't I? Mind you, half of my clients have, are, are on the autistic spectrum and they would go, don't Get off me. What's the matter with you? <laughs> don't, don't, don't look me in the eyes either. Don't come anywhere near me. That'd be great. That's what you should do. You should have signs for people. <laughs> you hold it up. Well, it's a bit like those, um, those dog leads that they have saying, I am nervous. I bite. Have you seen them? There's dog leads that have got like embroidery. Are well, you clients bitten you yet? No, not yet. No. Not yet. No. A few of them have shouted at me. Huge. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, I've, nobody's I've ever shouted. hit me or threatened me, though. I've shouted. You know, I think I might have shouted in a threatening way, but I didn't mean it. Yeah. No, they've not shouted in a threatening way, but the, usually, it's just like you want to do this, and you and and I just wait until the the energy Calm down. out of it. Yeah, because yeah. there's no point countering it, and then I say, I'm not from I'm not from housing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's from a place of fear. Totally, totally. No. And, and it, but if you feed it with like personal defensiveness, which is what happens with, with housing officers very often, it's like they go in, there's a, there's a power imbalance straight away. Mm. And then they feed themselves on that power imbalance. I mean, yesterday was a perfect and sad, sad example of this. There was um, a lady who I've been talking to for a few Months on and off, um, and it's quite—it's quite difficult to talk to her on the phone. 
mm -hmm. because her phone doesn't work very well. And so, it, you know, there's already a barrier. Anyway, I'd said to her the last time I went, the house is really quite full, not terribly full, but it's also really dilapidated because it needs Repairs. doing it. Yeah. yeah, and they won't go in and do the repairs because the repairmen go, there's too much stuff we can't get in. It's just, you know, the usual health and safety standoff. Mm -hmm. So I said to this lady, I said, put all the stuff. I said, over the next few months, because of lockdowns and everything, I said, get as much stuff as you can and put it on the lawn because she's got a garden and a massive big hedge. So you can't mm -hmm. really see her lawn. I told a housing officer what I was going to do. She said, OK, that's fine. And then, but she's got other issues. So one of her daughters is, no, her only daughter doesn't come out of her bedroom. And her son, oh. there's an injunction against him for domestic violence. So it's, a, it's an unhappy household. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. You know, some people just have very unhappy circumstances. Anyway, I said, I'm coming back on the 10th of June with a skip. Um, and I had to get the skip parked in a car park opposite uh -huh. my She's like in a road that you can't drive up in a car. Do you know what I mean? But opposite yeah. where she was, there was a car park. And I said, I'm going to get the skip put in there. Um, I mm. got that, I said to the housing officer, can I just put a skip there for a day? Yes. So that's what I did. She knew that I was going. There's a lot of people involved with this lady to do with, you know, her daughter's like support, her son's legal, you know, all this sort of stuff. Well, it all, it all, Builds into like a very complicated situation totally, when you've got totally. more than one strand. But um, there's quite a lot of things waiting in the wings for her if mm. she would let go of some stuff. Like there's a whole set of new white goods. They've agreed to refurb the house, put some heating. There's no heating. The first time I oh, met her, okay. I took her a heater because when I spoke to her on the phone, I said, is there anything I can do to help? And she said, I'm really cold and I can't cook. So I took her, because I could use the funds for it, I took her a, a heater and a microwave. Yeah. You know, yeah. and her house was colder than it was outside on the 6th of January, this was, it was. Mm. Anyway, so I arrived, she knew that I was coming. I got there at 10. She'd washed her path with bleach because I could smell it and it was wet. Mm. She wouldn't open the door. She wouldn't open the door. And I filled, well, it didn't fill the skip. I put all the stuff from the garden on the skip because that's what I was there to do. But right. I was also there to help her get stuff out of the house. And so what, what was the stuff that she'd put in the garden? There? Was it Basically, it was just household rubbish, you know, what, what you would put in your bin. weekly or fortnightly bin. Yeah. Right, OK. There, was nothing, there were a few, a couple of bags of shoes, uh -huh. but nothing really major, nothing big. Um, and... And I emptied her bins as well because she, you know, sometimes people mix up their bins and then they refuse to take them. So I put that in the skip. Mm. Um, and then the police were going to come and help me put a mattress in. Oh. Because I couldn't manage that on my own. It was a double mattress. So, right, right. so I said, look, I'm going home now because she won't open the door to me. Yeah. And I've done everything I can do. Yeah. But now that lady will get an injunction against her because I was her last hope. Oh, right. That's, that's... But the housing officer came round when I was there because I'd emailed from there saying I'm going home now because I've tried and tried to knock on the door. And the response. housing officer came out and she was like banging on the door. She's going, you've got to come out now. This is it. You're going to lose your tenancy. And she was really threatening. She's the one that that's, tells that's, me. That's, that's ramped it up. 
totally. I know, totally. So she, well, she wasn't going to open to her, no, was she? No, no, not if you've got somebody bashing on your door. But this, but this housing officer tells me she actually doesn't work for the um, for the housing association. I've not mentioned the name of, right. but she works for the council. But uh -huh. she always tells me how kind and supportive she is. And it's like, oh. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so I'm really when, sad for this when lady. When will she be showing that? When will she actually be acting sure. that out? Not sure. I think it's more, it's more say than show. So one of, the, one of the things there then is, is if you imagine that the, the stuff is like scaffolding that keeps somebody together and their ego together, what happens when you remove the scaffolding? Mm. It's what what do you put in the place of, of that thing, you know, that, that's uh, um, helping to maintain that person's um, equilibrium or at least the sort of what they've got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you add and replace and kind of um, bolster, um, bolster them, you know, I don't, well, I don't know what's... I mean, part of me, the housing officer did say we can move her. Right. Um, which would be very healthy. You know, as I said, the house is really... Another winter in there will probably finish her off. Yeah. Um, and she can't cook properly because nothing works. Hmm. But uh, it would be quite nice if she moved, but she won't move because... Although her son is banned from visiting, she wants to see him. So would you say this is this is an extreme case? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. It's right. no, this isn't that I wouldn't say this is a common case. These are some of the outliers. Mm. I think the majority of people, so within the Chaos to Order project, that we've done 40 clearances now that have been asked for. Right. So and successful because they were asked for bar one. One of them was asked for too soon. Um, but she did tell me that she carried on getting rid of stuff and she's still engaging, if you know what I mean. She's still talking to me. Mm. Um, I did try and pop round a while ago and she didn't open the door, but I, I didn't tell her I was going, in fairness. And she doesn't turn her phone on all the time. But otherwise, all the other ones have had an end result because people have said for different reasons they wanted a clear, but they felt safe to have that clear done mm. um, for whatever reason. So one lady's had a full clear done because she wants to sell the house. Another one, uh, quite a few of them have had clearance done so that carers will come in because they refuse to go in otherwise. Um, so, the, you know, there are, there are lots of circumstances under which people can have clearances because they aren't usually those people aren't hoarding for emotional reasons. No, no. And that's that's a big difference. So it's that when the stuff it's goes, that it's the, not. There is that difference, you know. Yeah, there is, um, there is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be interesting to know what people who listen to this uh, think would be a good thing to put in place because nature abhors a vacuum yeah. and it'll fill that void that's that's been created by... The, the stuff going for whatever reasons you've got it probably this, this, is, this is this is why people need a long lead time mm. 
because mm. that's that that structure, that scaffolding is what you talk to people about before stuff goes. It's a yeah. bit like I think we've mentioned this before. It's a bit like for me, it was like the Berlin Wall coming down. Everybody goes, get it down, get the wall down, get the wall down, and it's like mm. then, oh, what do we do now? It, mm. Whereas it was like if you think about what you're going to do when you get the wall down before the wall comes down, then you start. You know, you hit the ground running. And that's the the idea for people who are letting go of stuff. Who are you? Who are you without this stuff? A lot of people are very, I've, very nervous that I've they are nobody without their stuff. I haven't got a clue. I, I, I literally have no no idea. And, and especially when um, you, you're bumping up against stuff that would normally have defined you, right? So this, this last year for a lot of people, uh, has been weird because a lot of people are defined by their work. Yeah. Right. That is that's why we have people called Farmer and Miller and Smith and um, uh, Hedge Fund Manager. Successful Hedge Fund Manager. Not such a popular surname, but <laughs> no, not really. Um, but you know, Taylor. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's Salter. I think yeah. you know, we we actually. Pray. I've lost my tongue. We actually place a lot of emphasis on on work, and so because people have lost that, and then the other thing we place a lot of emphasis on is consuming. Yeah. Because we've been told to consume. We've been yeah. told. We've been taught very well how to do that. Buy more stuff. Buy it. Keep the economy. I, I think. I think we've been most obedient and excellent consumers. Yeah really good um, without without seeing that so if if even I, I i reckon everybody well that's very sweeping but virtually everybody has got way too much stuff yeah without this is without anybody hoarding you know all my cupboards in my house are full mm. all my food cupboards are full and, and i keep the levels i keep them topped up because i can but i don't need to there is no need to have a massive pantry full of loads of tins of beans. We also base our economic system, right, on a little thing called scarcity. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's fed into our heads from a very early age that huh, there's not enough stuff for everybody. Uh, get the stuff while you can because... It's just, and even it might though, run out, yeah. Yeah, even though... Uh, but then, then lockdown did bring that into oh. close potential, didn't it? It was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Because you didn't know whether yeah. it was... I mean, logically, it was going to affect... It was going to affect food supplies. And it did for certain items, didn't it? Pasta disappeared yeah. off the shelves for several months, yeah. apart from the weird shapes that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't even mention toilet paper, but and then well, the toilet topic, paper, literally toilet paper. Toilet paper was ridiculous. I still don't. I just don't get why people need to buy because they weren't prepared to stand upside down in their showers. That's why. <laughs> I did think about it. I did think about it. But also, there were lots of related project products, weren't there? So hand gel, obviously, that's going to go. But oh, yeah. also soap, all soap. Yeah. All you know, all that went. Yeah. No, it was very strange. So yeah, that when scarcity becomes a reality. Mind you, I, I'm sure I told you this. One of the ladies that that because I set that um, 
Facebook group up called Stay In and Sort Out mm-hmm. and, uh, and did a few videos for it. And that one of the people that like joined that, she said, I have to say that lockdowns had the opposite effect on me. Because mm-hmm. she said, for years, I've hoarded, I've held on to stuff. I've resisted everybody's moaning at me because I always used to say, what if the shops, what if you can't get the shop to the shop? What if the shops are shut and you don't have anything? And she said, the answer was always, don't be so ridiculous. That only happens once a year on Christmas day. And she said, as soon as it actually happened for real, I felt totally vindicated. And now, (laughs) and now I can let go of all my stuff. It was like she had to just had to stick it out to make a point. Have it proven to her that she was right. And that, I mean, I know that's an unusual case, but I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, no. Fascinating. So you know, you never can tell how something's going to, you know, how you're going to react to something. But I'm, I do think that um, the knock-on effects of lockdown. Mm-hmm. We've got several years to feel what's you know what what's mm. how, how it's really affecting people because everybody thinks that they're the same and and they're not you can't no. be you know no. you've had a long time of strange forced totally different behavior not necessarily bad behavior for me I'm grateful to lockdown for quite a few things mm. so well, there, um, will be, there will be bits and pieces that we probably keep that that have changed um and well like zoom I love Zoom. I'm, re- I'm I'm so grateful for it. I don't know. I don't know. For I don't me, like for it. business, it's really useful. Really mm. useful. I, I really like it. Like this morning, I had a meeting with somebody in Norfolk. You know, <laughs> would have been a whole day otherwise. Yeah, trouble there, yeah. Yeah. So, which, because it is, I have done Norfolk in a day once when I did some training there and it was like, I think I left about four in the morning, got home at about half eleven at night. But um, it's quite a schlep from from me. So in in a few years' time, you'll be you'll, you won't just have Zoom. You'll be appearing in somebody's holographically virtual realm. That's right. Yes. Yeah. No, I'd like that. I think that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. I'd be happy to do training like that, while I'm oh. a shimmering image, yeah. and I can choose a, a an avatar of me as well, can't I? That's right, so you can choose, you can be a rabbit if you want. Well, when they say be your best self, anything you want. I could be um, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe. That'd I'd, be useful. I'd be I'd be a large animated black pudding. <laughs> <laughs> With be like a pepperami, but just a black pudding. But black. Yeah. <laughs> but black with lumps of lard in it. So, yeah. Dave, we've got off the subject of floundering. So you're yeah. floundering. Floundering. You've you've lost your purpose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and you said things are getting worse. So when you say things are getting worse, how, mean, what does that you know, mean? The, the, my bedroom is sort of like it's it's just there's a lot of boxes that are perched like some yeah. kind of Jenga tower. That's are they empty? No, no. Some no, no. They're not. Um, so it's a matter of it's really a matter of organization really because there's a lot of empty space in there that mm-hmm. because of the way that it's all higgledy piggledy and and sort of stuff and so it needs um and sort of it needs curating and it needs um 
I mean, we've got space in the attic for stuff. Um, but I, I think one of the, the, the issues is uh, realizing that um, you can only, so a lot of it's books, realizing that you have to be aware that you can only read so many of them anyway. Mm, yeah, I know. Much, sorry, that much time. But it's, it's working out which ones, and this is where you get into the decision-making, isn't it? Which Yes, it's, and it, it is really difficult. It's, well, I think there are some quick things that you can do. Mm -hmm. it, it's like, you, you notice, you need to do a bit of self-curiosity stuff sometimes first. Yeah. So that you know yourself a little bit better, because otherwise you'll just tell the story, if you like, rather than the... So if you get a book that you've read that you really like, do you very mm. often pick up the new book that's come, flick through it and get caught up in it and start reading it? Whereas one that's come that actually doesn't hold your interest that much, you'll go, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Or, yeah, I'll get round to that later. So maybe those are the books that you have to own up to the fact yeah. that if you hadn't bought them, it, and you'd waited a little bit, you would have gone, actually, I don't know. Or you'd be able to look inside. I try to look inside sometimes because that helps me decide before I buy it on Amazon. You know, you can look through. Mm. Because I, I suppose there's about, I don't know, 50% of the books I buy, I don't read. I just flick through and I look at them and then they look a bit disappointing or they aren't what I hoped they would be. Yeah, yeah. And I and I have to say to myself, right, that's just a bad purchase and they can go. And then the ones that you will read, I, I, I told you I've got one bookcase where I've got books I haven't read mm. and it's got three shelves in it. And, you know, it's fair size. It's not huge, but it's just mm. a normal size bookcase. And that when that gets full, I go back through the titles that I've looked at many times and gone, no, I'm not going to read that this time and get rid of it. Um, and then I do a cull so that I only keep those books. And so sometimes I do let go of books without reading them. And then the other thing that is I've been enjoying is Audible. I get books yeah. on Audible. Yeah. And, and that allows you to read twice as many books as long as you go for a walk. So walks are good. They're enjoyable if you've got mm -hmm. a book in your ears. Like the other the other week, somebody recommended a book and I talk to this person every two weeks. So I listened to it and I listened to it within two weeks. Mm. So that by the time I spoke to you the next time, I could say, oh, I've read that book that you told me to. I think it's a strange relationship with books as well. Um, and part of it's to do with, with um, memory, mm. right? So... I've always felt if you've read a book, you should pretty much remember it. And that's not the case. You know, yeah. that, that's not the way it works. In fact, there was a lovely thing that, that somebody said, um, and I can't remember who it was, but they said, uh, books are like meals that I've had. I don't remember all the ones I've read. Like I don't remember every meal I've eaten, but it's made me the person that I am. Yes, that's a great way of looking at it. It's true. And you, well, maybe you can if you're a memory man. No, I don't think you can. I, but I, I don't think you can, because I've gone back occasionally or, or 
like erroneously read books and got to the virtually the last page and then gone. I know who did it because I've read it before. Yeah. And that really shocks me, the fact that I can get so far through a book without recognising it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read one recently um, and I think within a day or so, it's like, I, right, what, what happened there? It was a crime. Not one song. And, and Jane had read it first and said it wasn't that good. I thought, oh, well, I'll give it a shot anyway. And she was right. Yes. And, and I have learned to do that as well. When I start to read a book that I'm just not, it's just not holding me, then I, then I go, life's too short now. We've got to go. You know, I've done three chapters and I don't, if I don't look forward to picking up a book when I, because I read physical books like novels at night. Yeah. And then I listen to sometimes novels, sometimes um, textbooks, if you like, in when I walk around the park. If I'm not looking forward to picking up that book at night, that means I'm not enjoying the book and I only read right. at night for pleasure. So if it's not giving me pleasure, it goes. It's on. Yeah. 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 That's fair enough. Mm. Well, I don't know. It would be still be quite interesting to hear from people what they're. It would be. It would be. It would be very interesting if this. people want to get in touch and let us know. Now we're into 12A. Yes, now that we've gone to 12A stroke 13, depending where you're listening to it and how you feel about it. whether you're tris triskaidekaphobic, is it? I, I think that's the fear of 13. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But you've got contact details, haven't you, for people getting in touch? Yes, if you want to get in touch, it's either, is it David at Gladstone? No, or Dave? The, the less, it might be more informal. I think it's Dave, isn't it? Or is it Dave? I don't yeah. know. No, I could, no, it's Dave. Dave at cloudsend.org.uk or help at cloudsend.org.uk, which is me. Help! Help! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be nice to hear from people. It would be lovely to hear from people. Because there um, are people out there listening. I do know that. Yes, which is very heartwarming. And um, yeah. we hope that you like our meanderings. But um, yes, we would love to hear from you. And if you've got any experiences that you'd like to share, or if you're hearing what Dave's saying mm. and you've been there, but you, you've come out of that, or if you're still there, um, then yes, please get in touch. And I realise I want to be, I want to be Dr. Dean Burnett when I grow up. Do you? He was on Radio 4 um, day before yesterday. Cause I was just, I can't remember what it must've been all in the mind, I think, but I was, yeah. um, I just suddenly thought, oh, I know that voice. <laughs> there he is. Bless him. No, he's he's lovely. Really nice chap. Really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get some some feedback from people. Yes. And hopefully. So have you are you going to take an action that you're going to? Yeah, I'm going to. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to consolidate what's in in my bedroom. I, I, I nearly suggested that because that's one of my favourite words is consolidate. Consolidate, yeah. Yeah, I like I've it. I've got more space. To, I think what, what might happen is it might be that the, the the tub of bath might come back into use again for holding stuff for a little while. Because mm. it does, it holds quite a bit of stuff and it gives you room to move around. Definitely. Um, Definitely. As long as you don't get lazy and just leave it there for, oh, uh weeks months. Well, have have a reason like have um 
some reason that you've got to get it out of the bath by the end mm. of June or something like that, so that you've set yourself know. a apparently, target. Apparently, having a bath is is a reason. Well, having a bath is quite um, a pleasant thing to do. I don't know. I don't know. I have a bath every year, even if I don't need one. <laughs> you wild creature, you. Yeah. The abandonment of. I having can't remember a bath. which which king or emperor said that. Somebody did. <laughs> the bath. This bathing. Well, there's bad. a lot of houses now that don't have baths at all. They just, just have showers. showers. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I love a bath. That's my favourite. I don't stay there for long, but I just like the feeling of a bath. It's much nicer. One day there will be machines that just sandpaper you down. <laughs> well, no, your own clothes will sandpaper you down. No. So you put them on and take them off. Then they'll no. just do the job. Ow. So if you're a fidget, you'll uh, you'll wear yourself out, literally. Oh, God. <laughs> that's horrendous. Right. I I'm gonna that, close that's a good um, thought to, to end on, really. Yes, I think so, yeah. Sandpaper yourself away. So, um, yes, please do get in touch. Uh, let us know if there's anything you'd like us to waffle on about mm. that might be useful to you. And um, otherwise, have a lovely summer well we're having summer here i don't know who's listening to us and where um but we're having rather a lovely finally we're having a lovely bit of june sunshine um which is really nice oh, so we'll if you see have enjoyed you. if you have enjoyed listening don't don't forget to to um share it yeah yes please and share it with friends Other and everybody people. who might benefit from it that you might know enjoy it yeah yeah super right see you soon Take Bye care. Now. Bye.